announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha I still can't get used to it. Yeah! <laughs> Lucha Outside the Show episode 216. I'm Leo. It's an me, Mario, wearing a Mario shirt. Sorry. Have no fear. <laughs> the legend thrillers Woo. are here. Woo. I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, stays chilling, anti hero of the IWC, your I boy, Mr. Rated R. And our third man on the broadcast team, he's the announcer of the LOC. He's the man to put the honor back in Ring of Honor. And put him out of business. No, he didn't. And then brought him back. He's a straight and shooter on back. Twitter. Well. <laughs> and when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. Going on, fellas. What up, React? All right, oh, Lee, much. Can... All right, Lee, you can bring that down. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, guys, what do you want to talk about? WWE, baby. <laughs> What do you got? Is there anything new that's happening? Has anything new no. happened? No, nothing. Same old, same old. Still I don't know. Bold. Not really. Um, you know. Still bold. I'm sure we can find something to fill these next two hours, but yeah, I don't know. Next two hours. So should we should we address the elephant in the room? Yes. All right, put my volumes up, Leo. It's up. That's what happened yesterday. What happened? When on my personal page I decided to make a post. About my haircut. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so. That's like when Shawn Michaels cut his hair. Like, he lost his mojo. Damn, really? You're right. saying I lost my mojo? Just, I, we're about to find out. We're about to really? find out. Really? Really? We're about to find out. Hashtag is rebel time. Yeah. Oh, cool. It fades into the black because it's green. All right. This is what happened, guys. This is why I cut my hair. Que paso? All right. Let's just get this out, you know, and about, so people won't be questioning me. Why Why you cut your hair? Because I already was getting that all day yesterday. Elefante. Um, I was getting tired of always having my side shaved, okay? For those that know me, I have, like, pretty much, it was like a long ponytail that was like a form of a mohawk. Like, you know, it was just, you know, now I have, like, these fucking Puerto Rican <laughs> curls, I guess. Puerto right? Rican curls. You said it, not me. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, that's what I got now. Hashtag Puerto Rican curls. <laughs> so, Hashtag Puerto Rican curls. I was getting tired of that, and I wanted to let my hair grow out. Now, you can't let your hair grow out if you have this long ponytail, this long mane. Like, it just, you get in that awkward stage where you have all this hair growing, and you still have long hair, so it just didn't work out. It doesn't work out, so I was just like, you know what? I should just cut it. And, yeah, on Friday, it was my, my dad's birthday, and I just felt it was right. You know, why not today? And, yeah, on Friday, I cut my hair, and nice. now I have this. Nice. How do you like it? That's the, that's the big question. I don't How mind do like it. I, my hair feels healthier. First of all, I've done so much crap to my hair, dyeing it and this and that. It was my hair was damaged, so like it just feels fresh. It feels healthy again, and 
I'm gonna let it grow out all. I miss because I said I want to grow out all my hair again. So yeah, I'm good. I'm so, good. So you get to be more of a heel now. You could be like Jericho when he cut his hair. <laughs> Corporate Jericho. When I was calling people like when he was calling people like parasites. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And hypocrites. <laughs> well, it looks good. So you look fresh. You look good. You Thank look, you, you know, brother. Thank you, brother. I, I dig appreciate it. it. I definitely dig it. Hashtag Puerto Rican curls. Ryan, how are you, bro? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ignore Leo. <laughs> Ryan, how are you, bro? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Hanging in there. You know, uh, life is is what it is at the moment. Uh, some personal shit going on, but hey, you know that that's life. It's never a dull moment. But I'm here. I'm ready to hang out and talk some some wrestling, whatever there is to talk about in the wrestling world. Yep. There's a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Leo, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good, bro. I'm actually ca- catching up on on a lot of wrestling. Um, I like what's going on. I like what I'm seeing. Uh, I'm not gonna get ahead of myself, but Luchasaurus should have done that a while ago. Um, but I like it. I like it. I like it's, it. It's funny because me and Mario just talked about how we're watching less wrestling uh, and Leo's watching more wrestling. No, no, no. But but you know what? Yeah. You know what? And, and and I don't have time to sit there and watch it for five hours. Right? I don't have time to sit there and watch Raw. But my algorithm has gotten to know me so much that whenever uh, Dynamite is over with, I just get the clips. Like, I just get the gist of it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's really all you need, you know? It's Exacto. So, again, and I go back to, you know, the way that I watch wrestling now is also wrestling reality on YouTube. If you guys don't know what that is, just search up wrestling reality. And what this Indian guy does, shout out to the Indian guy, um, (laughs) is that he basically (laughs) takes the five-hour show or the four-hour show or three-hour show and condenses it to like half an hour. What this Indian guy does. That's my yeah. that might be the quote of the day. <laughs> Hashtag what the Indian guy does. No, but what happens is again, I don't have time to sit through raw, but I just want to know, okay, give me a little bit of the promo, give me a little bit of the beatdown, give me a little and, and I just get it. You know what I mean? And and yeah. again, so that that's ultimately what you're still connected. That's why like you can't you can't go by the ratings. Because I haven't watched an actual live show in about three years. So pretty much what Leo's trying to say, he wants more sizzle and less steak. Maumeno. No, because, <laughs> because people look at the ratings, right, to sell everything. Mm-hmm. But I think it was it was some wrestler that said that you have to put everything into account. You have right. to put everything. Even the, the Van, Van Vliet guy. You know, Chris he, Van Vliet. Exactly. He does more for Great wrestling. Guy. Great guy. Of course. Guy. But he does more for wrestling than a lot of other guys do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but again, I agree. That's, that's also a, ratings. Agree. That's also ratings. He he keeps wrestling in the eye of the people. So let's go, dale, vamos, like All we right. do. So we haven't done a show in two weeks. So I know this is gonna be a shock to some people, but we're gonna start with some WWE talk, okay? What? Why? Because uh, we we you know we don't we, have to because we haven't we gotta, talked. We gotta to... start off hot. That's why. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> All right. So we haven't talked since Money in the Bank, and our current Mr. Money in the Bank holder is Austin Theory. And I'm all about building new stars. I think from that aspect, it, it is right to put Austin Theory in there. But I, I'm not gonna. And I'm not. And when I and when I mention this, I'm not gonna include what we've seen in the in the recent past two weeks. I'm just gonna talk about from Money in the Bank and prior. It just feels with Austin Theory, prior to these last two weeks, they haven't given the audience to give a shit about him. I think they've made some changes in the right direction now, but prior to that, 
And you can even see it at the end of that pay-per-view when they just ended up just throwing Austin Theory after he dropped the United States title to Bobby Lashley. They threw him in this Money in the Bank match, and everybody's like, oh, really? And people are disliking this guy, not because he's doing a great job as a heel. It's just because they just don't care about him. After mm-hmm. he wants Money in the Bank, if you look at the crowd, people weren't even booing. They just were there with – they were just looking like, really? And it's like you're forcing this guy down our throats – and it's not in the in a. It's just like having you learned from like Roman and from Cena from years prior. Now, don't get me wrong. Now Roman and Cena, they're in a different position now, where we all love Cena for the most part, yeah. and people are loving the work that Roman is doing. But it took him a while to get to that point. Like it took Cena for for the most part. It took Cena to be become a part timer for people to love the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, universally. Like as a as a whole community, wrestling community, like everyone loves Cena now because he had to become a part timer. Where Roman, it took him to become a heel, a, a fucking badass heel for people to love him. Mm-hmm. I feel like with Austin Theory, it's like, yeah, you're portraying him as a heel, but like, do people really give a shit about him? Like going back to even like the Royal Rumble when he made his, you know, when the, he appeared at the Rumble, there was no crowd reaction. Like people just didn't give a shit about the guy, and. I think they've made some changes in the in the last two weeks since he's held Money in the Bank with uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase in the right direction. But still, I still need something more. For starters, give him his first name back, Austin Theory. But Please, you can't. I can't see Theory being the marquee as a main event WrestleMania match. There's no way. That's not even. How is that even? How does that even make sense? Like Theory versus Roman Reigns. That doesn't even fucking sound right. Do you think if if they would have called him just Austin, it would have made more sense? No, absolutely not. No. No, he needs a he, he needs a first and last name. He needs a first and last name. Yeah, even if they don't want to change it, they they want to take away the Austin. They want to call him Anthony Theory or something like that. I don't care. Just yeah. call him something. By, you know, <laughs> Anthony Theory, Aaron Theory, um, Adrian Theory, something. A theory, any right. theory. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just because he has potential. He has all the potential in the world to be a star, but they, they you got to give an audience a reason to give a shit about him, and it's not just because. People, people, are, listen. People are disliking him, not because he's a good heel. People are disliking him because they just don't care about him. They really just don't want to see the guy. I think they made they they made some right cha- they made some changes in the last two weeks, but I still need more. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't even know if you would even pick up on this. But when he comes out, his Titantron doesn't it say A Town, A Down, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think it's like A Town. So then, so what does that mean? It's like all day theory, all day theory. Oh, all day theory. Okay, I I thought it was still referencing to Austin theory. All right, then I'm stand corrected. But yeah, he definitely needs a first name, and I couldn't agree more. Listen, this guy. I don't have a problem with him winning Money in the Bank. I know a lot of people were complaining about it. I mean, listen, for years we have been saying that like. They just need a young guy to carry the Money in the Bank briefcase. That's what the Money in the Bank was really built on, is a young guy winning that and eventually cashing in and becoming champion. Over the years, we haven't had that. Uh, you know, Brock Lesnar won it. We had Otis winning it. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I mean, the oh briefcase has been a waste for years. So I finally think this year they got the two winners right. right. I just wish that they didn't plug Theory in at the last minute. I understand that they probably just did that, you know, to get more heat on him, but it just made the whole entire match 
predictable and yes. obvious, like the outcome. Yep. Uh, but if you put him in that match to begin with as starters, you know, I could have, I, I would have been torn. I wouldn't have known if he was going to win. I wouldn't have known if Seth Rollins was going to win or Matt Riddle. Um, but you know, they just made it so obvious. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people were complaining about that, but in terms of like him going over, I actually don't mind that, but yeah, we definitely need more. They definitely just need to just, I mean, it looks like obviously they're investing in him, but they got to invest in him more and make, yeah. make I us need more, I need more, make us care or make us not care. I mean, make us want to boo him, you know, or, Ma- you know, make like, us feel something. Yeah, it's just right now, it's just not clicking. His promo work, too, I don't even think has been that great. I actually saw, I don't know if it was this past Monday or if it was last Monday. I don't even know. I lose track. So I don't watch. I just see clips here and there. But he um, he cut a promo on Brock Lesnar. And, dude, it was just not great. Like, you know it was it, just you know your typical is? WWE scripted promo. And it's just like, let this guy go. You just said it right there. It's your typical WWE scripted promo. He needs to cut promos on what he was doing with his heel work at Evolve. Like, yeah. I feel like when he was in Evolve, yeah. they just gave him bullet points and he knocked it out of the park. I want to see that version of Austin Theory. Give him yeah. bullet points and let him have his own swing to it. Let him at his own. Um... But they, they can't, though. Especially with everything else that's going on with the WWE. And and I remember one of the things that McMahon said once, and I'm pretty sure that they figured it out before he said it, was that the reason why they can't just give them, them bullet points is because they have a lot of deals that they can't just let the talent decide on their own if they're going to talk shit about, let's say, Burger King. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they need to be really careful on what they say on the air. But that just goes to show that they don't really trust their talent either. Yeah. Like, they just don't trust, they don't like, you know, trust them to go out there and, you know, like, even if they just gave them certain guidelines or whatever, but don't tell them exactly verbatim what to say, you yeah. know? I just feel like, you know, obviously we've seen it in AEW where these guys go off and they just do their own promos. And, man, it just sounds – it just comes off so much better and believable. And, man, I just feel like if Austin Theory could just cut his own promos and be his own type of heel like he wasn't Evolve, like, like just – I just feel like he would come across on TV a million times better than yeah. we're getting right he now. And, and he's super talented. Like, if WWE thinks this guy's the next guy – Oh, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Like I think this guy can be the next guy, but the way you're portraying him and the the start that he's off to, it's like I said, I just don't know. Like you like you said, we've seen it with Cena, we've seen it with Roman. They just don't seem to learn learn their lesson. They just keep doing the same exact thing with these guys, pushing us down our throats. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna bode well for this guy. Well, you mentioned the other Money in the Bank winner, which was Liv Morgan which I was happy as hell that she wanted, and then she cashed it in on Ronda later on that night. I'm a bit concerned, though, because I feel like she's going to be a transitional champion. Yeah. Um, yeah I noticed even this week on WWE TV, SmackDown, after she faced Natty and then Kayla Braxton was interviewing her, I saw the belt, and I noticed she doesn't have like the side plates, like her customized <laughs> side plates, and that's never a good sign. Yeah, they're when, not even they're not even putting the investment right, in that because no, nev- she's not gonna right. last long. That's never a good sign. And listen, I, I just don't want to see Ronda anymore. Either yeah. turn her full heel, give her a fucking manager. Dude, I just yeah. I'm so over Ronda, bro. Like I just I don't want to w- see her, man. Would you be okay if Heyman becomes her manager? That's something. It's something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, man. I I was a big Ronda guy the first time around. The first run. Um, I'm going to say big, but I would just say I was one of those 
I was a Ronda supporter because I felt like she got a lot of shit, and I thought she actually killed it in the first year. She had great matches. I with agree. A lot, a I lot agree. of of I the agree. women. Um, she came in. She just really knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, her promo work was never good, but her in ring, I thought she was very, very entertaining to watch her in there. I thought she really held her own as champion. You know, she showed up every single week, so. I had no, you know, problems with that or anything. So I was a big supporter of her, her first run. But this second run, man, has just been a disaster. And uh, <laughs> hey, kudos to her if the rumors are true that she was the one that actually pushed for Liv Morgan to cash in on her because she right, wanted right. the belt off of her. I don't know how true that is. You know, she never wanted to be champion. She wanted it to be on somebody like Liv. If that's true, hats off to her. Mad, mad respect for that. Um, but yeah, I just have a feeling that Liv is not going to survive past the summer with this championship. And I hope I'm wrong because so far I'm enjoying Liv as, as champ. Every like segment and promo that she's cut so far, I try and go out of my way to check out just because I just, I love Liv. I enjoy her and the crowd is so behind her. And, uh, you know, I mean, for once, for once, can't you just give us, I mean, they did give us a champion that we all want, but why can't you just, yes. Can you just keep that going for a little bit, right? I mean, just don't kill it at SummerSlam and give it right back to Ronda. Because really, like, what was the point then? And also, too, I know somebody brought this point up on Twitter, and I never forget about this woman either, but Charlotte has not been around in a while either. She's always good to pop up uh, here and there to, to ruin somebody's <laughs> moment and kill all the momentum. So uh, no! I'd be shocked if she comes back. I wouldn't even be shocked if they turned it into a triple threat at SummerSlam. Um, you know, her coming back. Do you and see? She never got a rematch. So. Do you see Charlotte pulling a Becky and beating Liv Morgan like in two seconds at SummerSlam? Probably, Dude, probably. yeah, I could definitely see it. Are you kidding? I mean, I I'm not putting anything past them, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's and even Charlotte too. I don't like, I don't hate Charlotte, but I just feel like she just doesn't need to be champion all the time. And she it's just like such a shame that you know what it is with Charlotte. Sorry, Dali. Charlotte feels more weird when she's not a champion. Yeah. Than when she than when she is always having the title. Like I feel like her having a, a championship around her waist is just like common it's like just it's like second nature. No no pun. Like it's just it's like that's part of her gimmick. Her gimmick is to always be a champion. And if you think about it, she is one of the best, if not the best, on the roster right now, especially yeah. without Sasha Banks now. Yeah. She's the best woman they have on the roster. So it's like, how could she not be the champion mm -hmm. if she's like the face of the whole entire like women's division point, from both brands? Listen, like, especially with these rumors of like WWE going like back to TV 14. Yeah, at this point, if you really if you want some buzz and you want people to be invested in your product, yo. Pull something out of your ass. Yo, put Charlotte in the men's division. Have a wrestle of dudes. I, <laughs> yo, I, imagine AJ versus Charlotte Flair. She could do it. Uh, I'm dumb. 100% convinced that she could. She can go with the guys. Absolutely. Most of the guys in WWE roster. Yeah, WWE would never obviously let that. I don't think that's ever going to be Come a possibility. 2023, baby. That. 2023, but. baby. Let me see Charlotte Flair in the men's Royal Rumble. Oh, huge pop, oh. baby. Just have hey, we already got. Just have a show up. Jackson there, so. Right? Didn't we get Nia Jax yeah. in the men's rumble at one point? Yeah. So why not? Beth Phoenix was in it. Dude, yeah. I look at just a I'm gonna just throw a couple of names out there. Who Charlotte Flair could have matches with? AJ Styles, Randy Orton, okay, oh, Cody Rhodes. The 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 next chapter of the Rhodes and Flair feud. Imagine that. Like, <laughs> think about that, bro. Like Charlotte Flair would be great in the men's division. She really would. She really would. She would absolutely kill it. That's how good she is. Um 
you know, as an athlete and a performer in general, she's just, she's wouldn't just kill it in the women's division. She would absolutely kill it in the men's division. She could be the, the Tessa Blanchard of, uh, you know, how Tessa was the impact champion at that time. Charlotte Flair could be the, uh, you know, the first woman to hold uh, a men's championship in, well, not, you know, we know China did it, but, uh, you know, in today's era. Imagine her doing like her gimmick, like the pose and the, you know, the, the, the you know, where the, the, the spiral and the pyro's going off, her holding, holding like a WWE, like world title. Yeah, yeah, that'd be something. Well, I mean, man. they all kind of look the same, but yeah, yeah but you know, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's a bigger title. It's there big, you go. Big. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, one last thing on, on since we're on the topic of the women's division. Did you see that report by Fightful where it seems like a lot of these women are like upset and just like they're not getting much time on both Raw and SmackDown? Did you see that report at all? No. So apparently, there's know. like. Mm-hmm. They're not happy. Yeah, they're not happy. They're not happy, and um, they're the the. I guess the the common feeling is like unless you're like someone like a Charlotte or like a Becky or like a Bianca, or like a Ronda, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily getting showcased or like getting spotlighted on WWE television. They they got mad yeah. because uh, McMahon was putting himself right That's on TV yep. uh, more than than any one of their like any one of them. Uh, and that they're focusing more on everybody else, especially now since you have both Naomi and this girl out, um, where they're not even getting any TV time. It, that does suck, too, because I, I've seen a lot of improvement lately in Carmella. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know, she had a great match yep. with Bianca Belair at yep. Money in the Bank. Um, I thought she was outstanding. Mandy Rose has been doing some real good work in NXT, apparently. It's, I think it's time for her to drop the title and come back up to the main roster. She could be a main player. I was always a supporter of uh, Sonya Deville. Obviously, I know she doesn't wrestle a lot. She's a, um, you know, a, a backstage, you know, um, figure. But yeah, I mean, there's women there that if just given the opportunity, man, they could be in the same category as Bianca, as a Becky, as a Charlotte. And yeah, it just sucks that it's just like between those, like the same four that they just cycle around. Um, you know, it's, it's like them in the men's division too. They have their favorites, their top main event stars, and then everybody else. It's like, well, you know, they're mid card for life, and Otis. I see a lot of potential in some of these people. It just, just given a chance, man, they could knock oh, it out of the freaking oh, park. Say, Otis. Oh, listen. After Brock Lesnar f five through the table, I hope we never see Otis again on WWE. <laughs> oh, Otis. Back. Yeah, that guy had a, a huge fall from grace. He, he was popular, won Money in the Bank, and uh, yeah. You know what's funny? Just... I never liked him. I didn't like heavy machinery. I didn't like none of the stuff with Mandy. Not Rose. even heavy machinery. I didn't like none of it. Like I remember Sam used to fucking be all fucking excited about Otis, and I used to be like, "Yo, I don't like this guy. This guy's like a corny." And he's the like, "Just look at." He's like, "Yo, just look at him. How can you not like him?" I'm like, "I don't like him. He's not for me." And people used to be like, "Oh no, he's gonna be a main event star." And I'm like, "This guy <laughs> is not. He has nothing screams out about but, uh, him that speaks main event." And what happened? They put the briefcase on him. Miz had it, and I, the second Miz got that briefcase, I told him, Otis, I used to tell people, and, and people got pissed off at me, Otis was never a main event player. Never. But but th- but there's two different things, and that's where people can't, like, separate the two. One thing is that you like them, right? The other thing is that they could be a main event star. Two totally different things. I- again, it, even Mankind, a lot of people liked them. But, I mean, technically, he was only the main guy, what, a month, two months? He was more of, like, a main event supporting Exacto. talent. Exacto. Pero your main guy, your main event guy. 
Randy Orton could do that. John Cena could do that. Roman Reigns is doing it now. But again, there's a lot of guys that just fall through the sides that just don't have it. And, and that's it, what people can't separate. And there's also the misconception, too. Just because you win the world title doesn't mean you're the guy. No, it's like, though. Yeah. But listen, they have guys on the roster. And listen, I'm high on this guy. And listen, if they just stop making him act like a geek and give him a decent name... Dude, I'm telling you, this guy could be like the next Roman Reigns. I don't know if you'll agree with this. Madcap Moss. I, I think he's great. I, I think he is great, man. He's got the look. He's great in the I ring. Agree. I mean, holy get, shit, dude. Get like, rid of this, like the Goldberg adjacent tights. Get rid of that. Yeah, and, get rid of Madcap. You know, if he was to wear, and and people are going to jump all over this when I say this, but if they was to give him some gear like kind of like Wardlow, or like yeah, something like yeah. Ryback used to wear, yeah, yeah, like gear like that, and right changes changes name to like I don't know, like Matt or like Matthew or or something, or uh, you know, some change his name to something. Give him a proper name. I right. think he could be somebody, dude. All the potential in the freaking world, dude. And he's he faced he faced Austin Theory on Friday um, on SmackDown, and I didn't watch the match obviously, but I saw like the graphic or whatever. I seen some clips on like on Twitter here and there, and like, bruh. He's fucking good, dude. Yeah. Excuse my language. He's freaking good. Um, and, you know, given the opportunity to be a top guy, a breakout, you know, maybe next year at the Rumble, he's like a breakout performance. Like, that's how you start building guys into making them stars. Like, he'll have a breakout performance in the Rumble, maybe. And then maybe next year he wins money in the bank or something. Like, I'm all in on this guy, man. If they want to make this guy the next guy, too, I'm all for it. They have people on the roster that have potential. They just need an opportunity. That's it. And see if they can take the ball and run with it. You don't know unless you give them that chance. So, I agree. I agree 1,000%. All right, let's move on to some Vince McMahon stuff. Moving on. Some, some more shit came out last week. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. But, I, but hold on. But didn't I say this when this when we first talked about it on the episode that never aired? Because the, the lost episode that just vanished. I said this to you, Ryan, that what's going to end up happening is this story that the Wall Street Journal, the first story that the Wall Street Journal broke out with um, him having this like affair or whatever and paying this woman X amount of dollars and moved her up in the company, whatever. I said, what's going to end up in her getting passed around like, a, you know, I'm quoting the fucking article like a toy <laughs> that th what this is going to do is just going to open Pandora's box to a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Here we go. It's yeah. not. So, like, me reading this stuff, it's not shocking to me because it's like, look at who Vince portrays on TV, okay? It's him. And not only that, we, we it's all, it's been speculated, it's been documented, some of the crooked shit he did back in the day with, like, the Jimmy Snuka stuff and I think some referee situation. referee and, girl. So, like, there's been crooked shit in the past, so, like, him moving this way, it's not surprising at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not in the slightest. And like you said, you said more stuff is going to come out. Here it is. What, we got four new women or whatever that right. he apparently paid hush money to? Listen, I don't even think this is it. I think no, there's no, more to still no, 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 no. So, like, yeah, the more stuff that comes out, the better it looks, you know, for us, like, for him being out of power eventually. Because, listen, people could say, oh, like, you know, Vince McMahon, he's going to get find his way out of this. But, dude, like, I don't know. Like, he's quickly, like he's in quicksand right now. Like he just keeps going further down the total pole. So the more stuff that comes out, 
you know, the worse it looks for him. And I don't know. I wouldn't be so sure he's going to get out of this so easily like people think. You know, maybe if it was just that one woman, I'd say, like, oh, maybe he's going to get out of it. I think on that episode that never aired that we did say, like, oh, he probably will find a way out of this, whatever. Right. He's Vince. But, man, like, more, more people are coming, you know, to the forefront here. It's just, yeah, it's not looking good for him. It's well, looking good for us fans because, God almighty, do we – need this guy out of power because you know i was laughing uh earlier this week too when um the report came out the wwe is probably going to go back to tv 14 everybody's like oh yes finally pgr is gone listen listen i hate to burst any bubbles but it don't matter what the tv rating is here as long as this guy's still in charge yeah nothing's gonna change so i don't care if this tv 14 we see more blood we see half naked women that ain't gonna change that ain't gonna make the product better it's just not what well, what if it was nick khan that like leaked that then, that, thank that, you, Nick. Thank you. I mean, what, the that, TV-14 that, thing? Or? No, you're talking about, like, leaking like what? Because we know what McMahon's been doing for years. If you've been watching any of the product of the WWE, we know that McMahon was doing it. That's why it was funny as hell when they showed Trish Stratus, and it was like, damn, people are getting paid, and I did this for free. Um, but <laughs> we know we know exactly what was done. Like, Let's not act like we just found out about this now. No, I, I, it's not even that people are acting that we're that this is like shocking news. I think what's more shocking to me is the amount of people that are just like, oh, well, whatever, it is what it is. That to me is more shocking. Like there, there's so many WWE apologists, loyalists that don't even give a fuck about no. these Vince allegations and some of the crooked shit and wrongful shit he's done. They just don't care. That no. to me is the more shocking part. And this but is the, not, but, and this is not like an anti WWE thing. Because listen, regardless what happens to Vince, I still want WWE to still be around and succeed. I just want them to put out a better product. But it's just, it's mind boggling to me the amount of people that don't even give a shit about these Vince allegations. They just don't care. And then when he parades himself on TV, sticking the biggest fuck you to everyone, yeah. they they clap and cheer and yeah, Vince McMahon, no chance. They, they just don't care. And then the first one to hop on Tony Khan for hugging people in an awkward right. manner. Yo, yo, so, I, I said you this. Know. So I, sh- I said this to the Rush friends um, earlier this week. They're, they're criticizing Tony for hugging his talent. Okay, okay, they're criticizing Tony. Yet we have Vince McMahon parading himself on TV when he has all these allegations out, and we also have grown men hugging a piece of shit kid like Izzy at these WrestleCon conventions. Yeah. But we're not yeah. going to judge these people. No. We're going to judge Every, Tony yeah. Khan. Everything's right? a double standard. Everything's a double standard. It's this is this is wrestling fans for you. This is uh you know, this is the community in a nutshell, man. This is it's, us. it's so toxic <laughs> and so terrible and yeah. Man, yeah. Uh I don't know what's going to Listen, perfect world Vince gets pushed out of power and and whatever, he's gone and Nick Khan, Stephanie, and Triple H and company, they just kind of take over. And whether they sell yeah. to another major platform or another company, whatever ends up happening there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, too. The, the, the whole TV-14 rating, I mean, rumor that's going to change, that necessarily isn't going to make the product better if they still have the same people doing creative. Exactly. And somebody brought up a point on Twitter, too, that I saw that said, uh, well, NXT 2.0 is, is TV 14 and that show sucks. So, like, so, you know, yes! I don't even know how that shows TV 14. But, yeah, I mean, that's just even even further proof right there that it's not going to change this show. It doesn't matter what the rating is. As long as that guy is running creative and he's still 
fully in charge. So don't think that just because he stepped down, he ain't running the show anymore. He's still in charge. He's still the captain of that ship. And he's going to be until, like I said, more stuff comes out or, you know, until the guy's on his deathbed at this point. Did who you who see the hell that? knows? <laughs> Did you see that report from Fightful where apparently the first time he appeared on TV, Vince's reaction was like backstage, like, fuck yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who, who, who? Wait. So Vince's reaction when he appeared on, on TV. Yeah. After the uh, the allegations came out, the, yeah, the yeah. first the yeah. first set of ones, when his when his started. reaction, his attitude backstage was fuck him, <laughs> like at the Wall Street Journal for coming out after him. Ay, dios mío! And and, yeah. and again, there's people that defend this guy. Like to to me and and to what Mario's point before, the dude literally covered up a girl getting killed. Yeah, killed, and to this day, like. People act like, no, Vince didn't do it. Jimmy Snook. No. Vince is the one that came up with the money. Now, the issue is here, and I think all this, is what money did he use? Did he use his money or the company money? So, um, what's the, uh, Jerry McDivitt, I think is the dude uh, mm-hmm. dude's name. That's Vince yep. McMahon, WWE's lawyer. He's stating that it was Vince McMahon money and not WWE money. So there's the gray area. No, no, but but it's a deal. That that's what they're going after. Right. Like, what did he use? Did he use the WWE money or Vince McMahon money? Well, well, that, like I said, McDevitt's saying that it was Vince's own of course, money. He's it saying wasn't, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, but he's defending Vince. Where it's gonna get into like legal trouble, like serious legal trouble, if it wasn't Vince McMahon money and it was WWE money. Also, we all, we also gotta acknowledge the fact that one of the, the females that this guy was hooking up with got pushed, moved on within the company because he was having an affair with McMahon as well. So it, it got to the point where even employees were uncomfortable because it was common knowledge that this woman was involved with McMahon, that they had to tell, like, listen, we don't want to hear about you and your stories with Vince. Wow. <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's... What an ugly situation, man! What just an absolute shit show! Um, it well, seems to be. Backstage. Well, listen, you you already know who's like who's who's aiming for that number one spot for congratulations. You played yourself on twenty twenty two, okay? Fuck him! Yeah. Oh, he's got it secured in the bag already. Listen, listen. Oh. It doesn't matter what happens from now till December. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's already got it. He, that, that, it's already reserved for him. We can announce it right now on July seventeenth. You, you, you can have somebody kill somebody in the ring, and it's still not going to be worse. Listen, no. in, um, twenty. I think it was twenty nineteen. Okay, for you, Ali will remember this. Mm-hmm. For the Luchis, right? Twenty four hours prior to that. Okay, we had like this list set and. The winner of Congratulations, You Played Yourself for 2019 was the Hell in the Cell finish. Okay, yeah, yeah. that year with Rollins and, and... And The Fiend. And The Fiend, okay? That was set yeah. and secure. But within 24 hours, that completely changed because the Lars Sullivan shit came out. Yes, oh. remember that? And, uh, yo, we were so hyped. In the matter of 24 <laughs> hours, everything changed. You remember how we started the show? I know. Things oh. are changing. <laughs> yo, it was, it was so fucking funny, but yeah. We gave it to Lars Sullivan, but listen, right now Vince is in the lead for that for that congratulations you played yourself of this year. Yeah, I don't really know who's gonna be able to top him for that. They they gotta do some crazy shit and Co- it still might not even be enough. So come on, Tessa. Let's go. <laughs> um, you know There's what? At the time. at the end of the show, I will share a, a funny story that I read um this morning that he'll definitely make the list. It won't be number one, but I'll I'll share it later. 
right, let's move on to some more happier stuff. Wardlow. Yes, Wardog, baby. New yes. TNT champion. He beat Scorpio Sky two weeks ago, and he had his first title defense against Orange Cassidy, which that I found very interesting on how they were going to do this because it's like, listen, you have Orange Cassidy's beloved, okay? And you also have Warlow that's like on this path of destruction. He he's also like beloved too. People are behind him, and I'm like, man, they got to be very very careful on how they book Warlow. Because if to me, if he would have won the match doing his signature, I'm gonna put my foot on your chest and pin you this way. I think that would have gave him heat if he would have pinned Orange Cassidy this way. Yeah. But instead, yeah. they went a different direction where after a massive power bomb, then he just laid on him and just you know just cocked his legs back and just you know then got the pin that way. I think it was very smart on, the, on AEW's part to do it that way instead of doing that cocky, I'm going to put my uh, foot in your chest uh, yeah. pin. Like, had to work for that. Yeah. Go, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I thought it, and, and I thought it was a really good match as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, Orange Cassidy is a guy who, you know, he'll always be over no matter what. He could lose a bunch of matches. It's like Darby Allen. He doesn't need to win, and the fans will be fully behind him still. Um, but, yeah, that's a that was a really good point there with that pin. Um, I, I didn't even really, like, think about that until now. But um, yeah, it's that's definitely was the right way to to end that match. Um, you know, Wardlow winning the TNT title is great. This guy should be going on a long run with it because honestly, right now I don't see anybody that that should be pinning this guy anytime soon. Um, the one thing I'd like to see more of, and I know like we kind of, we we just got done with the Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara feud, so I'm not going to say that they don't have any feuds for the TNT title. You know, they did Miro and Eddie Kingston a while back, but I just don't necessarily love that. Every single time somebody wins the TNT title, it's like just a bunch of open challenges all the time. You know, immediately he Wardlow wins it. Immediately the following week, he's he open challenge, and you know somebody has to answer. It's just kind of like you want to see a program. I want to see a program, yeah. But, but like you know, like why can't Wardlow have a mini feud with Orange Cassidy for a little while, right? And then you know, end that feud, and then go into another feud. Like there's just so many like. And I guess it works for a guy like Wardlow because obviously nobody could really beat him and he's a top baby face. So he could do like a John Cena open challenge, but like anybody like a heel that had the title, like, you know, and they're still doing like open challenges. Like, I don't know. I just don't think you need an open challenge every single time you get a new champion. Like I just, you know, to me, it just, it kind of devalues the championship because it's like, wow, the championship is always on the line. It's like, well, anybody could challenge for it then. How about, you know, guys only in like, you know, one through five rankings or something like that. You yeah, know, like you don't want you don't want to like, see Warlow defend the title like someone like Fuego del Sol or something. That's like what that. I'm saying. But like he we was have really... seen that in the past where it's like Sammy Guevara was defending it against Randos. You know, like remember when he he defended against Bobby Fish? Then he defended against Tony Nice. Like I, those guys weren't even signed at the time that they were even challenging for that title. So it's just kind of just like I'd like to see a little bit more uh, of, a, of a program for you know with the tnt title just because i don't know every single week it's just like eh, why you know why is he defending the title again against this guy so in a perfect world i would like to see warlow hold that title for like a good year like i I would not mind that i would not mind him holding the title for a good year is that gonna happen i'm not necessarily sure but then also it's like you also gotta make if if warlow's gonna go on a long run as a tnt champion you also got to be very careful who you're going to have him get, like, who's going to beat him for the title. Right, right, yeah. It's, I mean, listen, right now. Marco Stunt. He's not even with the company anymore, I know. bro. <laughs> Go. I'm sure there's a guy on the roster that I could see beating him because, you know, AEW does a good job with, like, building up stars. But right now, I don't think anybody should beat him. 
No, you know, no, I mean, no. and, and like why, like they needed Wardlow is perfect to be TNT champ right now because they need to bring that title back to yeah. where it once was after this, that awful Scorpio Sky, Sammy Guevara feud. You know, we need to bring the TNT title back to what it's supposed to be in the first place. So Wardlow is definitely that guy. But yeah, I mean, like, and also too, it's going to be a challenge to kind of get believable guys to go up against him because you know that like, you know, again, Orange Cassidy, as much as I love Orange Cassidy, you know he was not winning, right? No. And put put away the side the fact that we're like it's a one week after he won the title. But even if Orange Cassidy is challenging him two months from now, he's not winning that championship. So like they need to build somebody up that is believable to the audience, where it's like, oh, Wardlow might end up dropping his belt here. And you know, I don't really really know who that guy is, but until they find that. Um, well, and, and it goes back to what you were saying before, Ryan. Like, you can't just have an open challenge and then somebody come in and, and win the title from him. You right. need to have a feud. You need to have something where he might escape, you know, a near fall or, or you know, outside interference. You need to build that for it to be credible. Yeah, I mean, as much as we, like, and I do that, do this all the time, too. Like, I crap on WWE all the time because of their their disqualifications and all that stuff to keep these feuds going. But, you know, at least, like, that's the way they kind of keep programs going. And I know AEW is not really that type of company where they do rematch after rematch after rematch. They do do rematches, but, like, for example, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho have been feuding since March. They had a match at Revolution in March. Mm -hmm. They've been feuding with their two factions but now they're only facing off right, again right, next week, and right. it's it's mid-July. So, like, AEW definitely does a good job of spreading this out. Mm -hmm. um, so I understand, like, they're not going to do Wardlow and Orange Cassidy for the next three months and have three matches, like, Yo, over the span of, like, a few different few weeks. Like, that's not how they operate. Right, but right, right. And this I do want to see a program, And though. this is not, and this is, you know, I know it's going to come off like we're just, you know, taking a shit on WWE, but, like, legit, it's like when you're watching their weekly product, it's like... It's the same shit every single week. Literally, you're watching the same matches every single week. AW, yeah. regardless of what your criticism is about the uh, about the company, it's fresh every single yeah. week. But but you remember me always telling you that when we first started doing the show and even all throughout the show, I remember saying like when you have factions, you could still have two guys kind of go against each other not technically go against each other and you still keep it fresh yeah. it's all about the chase if you give it away i think i think we posted on uh, lucha outsiders that they were all rematches for for the last pay-per-view like literally all rematches now how do you go about that you have hey you want to fight me yeah you're gonna fight me but first you gotta meet you know you gotta fight my friend you know what i mean like that's how you build it up like you know to, to leo's point even though I thought the match was fucking amazing, I even put this match as one of the lists that I wanted to, uh, on the list of matches of this year. You know, the Street Profits and the Usos and Money in the Bank put on a phenomenal match. But we're going to get this match again, yeah. okay, at SummerSlam. And Half yes, the I, SummerSlam card is rematches outside of like maybe one or two yeah. right now. It's looking very WrestleMania esque because I'm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get Becky and Bianca at fucking at SummerSlam. So we're gonna we're gonna right. get WrestleMania, then we're gonna get WrestleMania Payback, then we're gonna get SummerSlam WrestleMania. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, what yeah. up to Ren uh, Idrovo and Iridian Fierro? They're saying what's up, Iridian from the best friend from the rest friends. Um, they say they want to see Warlow and Andrade in a match. Well, if that match does happen, it's gonna happen after All Out because all signs point to. Roosh and Andrade versus Lucha Brothers at all out. If I had to take a wild guess, I like it. 
Yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I think Andrade's hurt right now. Yeah, um, I think Tony Khan addressed that on, on Twitter. Andrade did clear clear it up and said that it's a it's a minor injury. It's nothing too too serious. Charlotte be keeping him up. Damn, <laughs> bro, what the hell was that? Wow. What the what what the? I what? Get with the zingers. Damn, what the hell was that? Damn, I got you nervous. You can't even find the drop. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What the hell? What the hell was that? That's keep, just that's keeping just, you on your toes. Man. Anyways. McMahon 2.0, go. Speaking of new champions, I did not see this coming, bro. I did not see this coming at did. all. But, yo, I popped. And that was this triple threat match. They uh, they dubbed it triple or nothing. It was a Young Bucks defending the AEW Tag Team Championships against my guy Shane Strickland and Keith Lee and Team Taz. Dude, this match was incredible. You know, uh, two of the teams in this match, they faced off at Double or Nothing against Jurassic Express. That's Team Taz, you know, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs, and also Keith Lee and uh, Strickland. Dude, this match was incredible. I love the match. I loved um, some of the some of the spots that we got in the match, like the, the spot where um, Ricky Starks and the Young Bucks had a super kick Keith Lee yeah, together, and then they kick. did the pose, and then they attacked Ricky. Um, that was good. A, a lot of fast-paced action, and then out of fucking nowhere, Keith Lee does his dive to the outside, takes everyone out, and fucking Shane Strickland hits the double stomp on Ricky Starks, if I'm mistaken, and then they're the new tag champs. And, dude, I popped. I was like, holy shit, they won. And, you know, at first, you know, just just based on where, I guess, the feeling was going, right, I think, the, I think everyone just assumed... And, and listen, we could still get here at All Out. I'm not saying that it can't happen. But I guess the the feeling amongst wrestling fans was that we're going to get the Young Bucks versus FTR at All Out for all the championships, okay? And I'm not yeah. saying that we still can't get to that, okay? But now with Strickland and Lee winning the tax straps, it's like, okay, are they just going to be transitional champions? Are they going to just hold the titles for a bit? Because they're also telling a story there where they're kind of telling like the Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant storyline, where they're like kind of like frenemies, like yeah, we're, we're friends, we're we're like yeah, we're yeah. like friends, we're but okay for now we're like friends, but we're also like being competitive with each other. They're, they're well, did, yeah, uh, mid match, uh, yes. did you catch that? Yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah, nugget. I don't know what he was gonna do. Like, he was gonna turn on yeah. on Keithley in the mid middle of the match, but mm-hmm. yeah, like that, they're definitely. I mean. Then one of them eliminated the other from the Battle Royal yep, recently, yep, something like that. Yep. So, yeah, there's definitely something there. Um, that's why I was, like, really surprised that they, they won the titles. And I was happy, like, though. I was happy. Even yeah, though I was I mean, shocked, hey, I was them. fucking happy because I'm a big fan of both guys. And to me, Shane Strickland, and I, and I love Keith Lee, too, but I, I've been following Shane Strickland, like, before he went to WWE when he was – I think his, his, his uh, run as MLW World Champion is a very underrated title reign because – I think he put that company on the map, and I think he, yeah. when he was champion, he got that company got a lot of buzz. And I'm just a fan of his, you know, some of the stuff he did with CCW, and obviously stuff he did in Lucha Underground. Keith Lee, we already know all the stuff he's done, but just seeing them hold titles again just makes me happy for both guys. Yeah, and we were both there when um, Shane Strickland won the uh, Evolve Championship too, when yeah. he beat Matt Riddle. Yep. Yep. Uh, in Philadelphia too, so yeah, I mean, I've been following Shane for a while as well, and this guy everywhere he goes, he's like a champion, which is awesome. It's it's really great to see, and and he him and Keith Lee wasted no time. You know, it's funny, and you know, it's it's like I'm happy for those two guys, but you know, Andrade and Malachi Black, they came into this company last year around this time, right? 
And they have both of them combined have done a whole lot of nothing. All right. I know there's <laughs> going to be some people come at me. Well, what do you mean? Malachi is in the House of Black. Like, yeah, OK, great. But he hasn't done anything. OK, he's yeah. been feuding with the same three guys it's, ever since he showed up. It's been a year already for those yeah. two? Yeah. Yes, shit. it's been over, over a year now. I think it was in June for both of them. The best well, thing he did was for Malachi. And Yo, June for Andrade. Nuts, and they've done like... nothing. And Keith Lee and um, Swerve Strickland have been here since, what, March? February, March? And they're already champions. They've already done more in AEW than those other two guys. Did. And that bothers me because I'm a huge fan of Malachi and I'm a huge fan of Andrade. Mm-hmm. So I just like to see, you know, a little bit more from some of these guys. Anyhow, I am very happy for, for these two. And I'm excited to see where the story goes. It just doesn't seem like AEW to put the belts on them and then have one turn on the other while they're still champions, you know? So no, I but, wonder, but, if- but that would be good storytelling. Or no, maybe they drop the title somehow. There's some miscommunication and that causes a turn. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then it's like, and Hey, I don't have a problem with it. Cause it's like, cool. It, you know, makes the story continue, but like, then why even give them the championships in the first place? I guess to kind of set that into motion. Right. Um, well, and, and that's so I, if if ultimately the plan is still FTR and Bucks because you know the Observer Meltzer's reporting that the Bucks have other plans for All Out, which I don't know how. I, I, don't, I don't know, know what could be more important than that. Right, right, because like he's what this is what Meltzer's reporting. He's saying that not saying FTR and the Bucks can't happen. It is going to happen somewhere down the line. But apparently, Bucks have other plans at All Out. And then there's another report that Matt Jackson, Max Jackson got hurt or something. Oh, I did not see that. I don't um, know how true it is, though. It sucks because I, I was really thinking that All Out would be the perfect place for yes! FDR, Young Bucks 3. And 2 would be like the... Well, I mean, that should be like the final match because that'd be the third one. You know, they each have a win on, on each other. And with the year the FTR is having, that would just be the cherry on top. And yeah. that's that's exactly what we're waiting for. So, um, man. And then I was I was getting ready to say, too, like, oh, man, the Bucks have had an insane run at All Out. At the All Out pay-per-view, I mean, gosh, look at the first one. They they faced off with the Lucha Bros, that uh, the ladder match. Mm-hmm. Then they had, um, you know, the classic with the Lucha Bros in the cage. And then, you know, they, I'm sure if they face off at All Out this year, it'll be another classic. So, like, the Young Bucks at All Out are, like, you just – they're great. Like you just can't, you can't beat it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, other plans we'll see and we'll see where they go with, with Lee and Swerve. I just don't really expect them to be champs for, for a long time. I don't know. It's definitely weird. I don't know what direction they're going to go, but I'm intrigued, bro. And yeah, I love it too. I love how we don't know. That's the best part. It's unpredictable. It's exciting. And what you said, yeah. it's unpredictable. And AW gives us that. No, yeah, we don't get enough of that nowadays. Yeah, we we don't get enough of that, and we don't necessarily get that in WWE. I'm sorry, we don't. We don't get that. <laughs> we don't get that at all. Yeah, at all. It's everything is predictable there. Speaking of which, all out, bro. I am all in on all yeah, out because my tickets there. are confirmed, one thousand percent. Shout out to the rest friends, Oridian and Teddy. They have cop tickets, and I will be heading that in September. Nice. I will be heading there as well. No ticket. <laughs> but I did book a flight, so there's a positive. So I will be there in some way, shape, or form. Actually, one of my buddies, um, he is subscribed to the Wrestling Observer, and apparently he was emailing some guy from from the Observer, um, and 
we might be able to be getting tickets oh, through the okay. observer, which okay. gets uh, we did it last year too, which gets a Q and A. Yeah, what what is that? Is that like a little? It's like what is it like a kind of like a, a not a meet and greet, but kind of like a yeah. like a little. It's like, it's, it's a, a meet get together, right? It's like a get together. Brian, right? and then there's a Q and A after where you can just like ask him questions, and you know. I, I enjoyed it last year. You know, of, of course, course, there's a bunch of fucking marks at these things, bro. Like with triple chance. Oh, Dave, what do you think of uh, of the of the Tokyo Dome match? Uh, you know, he's asking stupid shit, man. I wanted to walk out, but you know, it comes with the uh, with the ticket or whatever, and and you know, so um, and I, I get a kick out of Dave always cutting off Brian, bro, like all the time. Like it's just trying to like insert himself into every single like point that Brian's trying to make. It's so funny, but um, anyhow, yeah, I'm I will be in chicago labor day weekend for sure so uh yeah we'll have to plan something and uh yeah, yeah, you know yeah. hang out with so, you know friends, friends and everything so i'm looking forward to it so i'll be getting there i haven't bought my uh plane ticket yet but the plan is for me to get there thursday and then leave at some point monday okay uh so, i have thursday to tuesday right now so all out tickets are confirmed they also got tickets for rampage so i'm actually going to attend rampage yes. on friday I got Rampage tickets. Oh, yeah. I'll fucking yes. see you there, bro. I forgot, about, see you fucking, I forgot, I see you forgot about Rampage. Yes. Um, I, and then I'll I don't know there. what's going on Saturday. I know there's like a fan fest. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that. It it, it varies. Yeah. It varies. I, yeah, I don't recommend. I did the fan fest last year. It was a, it was a nightmare. I, I'm hoping, and I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, I'm hoping a GCW does a show that right. weekend because... The one, I mean, I know it's, it's not going to be War Games again, but, like, dude, that just... Hey, GCW, hey we no, don't know, bro. We don't, we don't know. know it, it could sure. be. Like, imagine, like, fucking... Cause some, so, AC's happening um, next uh, yeah. next month, uh, homecoming. homecoming weekend or whatever. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the AC show before All Out Weekend where they announced the War Games. Uh, okay. Like you know, it was okay. like yeah, yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, that that's when they announced war, you know the Art of War games. I they if they do an angle where it's like I don't know, and I'm just just me hypothetically speaking, like I don't know, like Team Janela versus Team someone else. Like I'm this is me just speculating, right? Without me knowing anything, like I don't know, man. I think they should make this an annual thing. Like yo, GCW yeah. has something here with this. Dude, it was so fun last year. One of the one of the most fun GCW shows um, that I ever attended. Dude, we had all and- these fucking dirties, you know, um, retweeting us. Like, remember that that? Yeah, yeah. Because I was reporting it from watching it, and you was actually there live. So we were both like posting different shit, and we were just getting like you were getting like retweets, and I was getting like yeah. posted on Instagram. Everybody was there. I feel like everybody that was there for like all out you know for in chicago was at that gcw show like dude that place was packed to the freaking ceiling like everybody was there like it was just like because that was the place to be on that saturday night it wasn't like wrestlemania weekend where it's like there's like four different shows happening in one day like there's like 400 shows happening in the matter of three days right right that wasn't the case like i think there was earlier in the day there was like a filthy tom show or something like that i think um, i I think it was like black label pro and something else yeah but like the GCW War Games was the big freaking thing besides all out. So like I would love if they did a big GCW show the night before. Even even my buddies that I went with to Chicago with, um, my, my buddy Ryan, he's never been to GCW and he's not like a huge indie guy to begin with. Dude, he he's even asking me, like, bro, like, is there a GCW show? Like, is that they're definitely so gonna fun? they're said, definitely gonna be they there. Know. They're definitely gonna be there, and, and I'm almost yeah. positive. Whether it's art of war games or something else, they're definitely gonna be in Chicago for that weekend. They have to be. They always do that. They always do, yeah. I mean, they did it for double or nothing, right? They were in, they yeah. were in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, and 
I don't know. Were they in uh, Chicago for Forbidden Door? No, they weren't. They weren't for Chicago. No, but Forbidden I'm Door. sure they will be for All Out. Yeah. So Yeah, All Out's too much of a big weekend. So um, yeah. going to Rampage, going All Out, and hopefully GCW announces something where we could attend Saturday too because, man, yeah. I remember just watching the Art of War games on TV, and I'm like, bro, this this show, like imagine that, the, sh- the exact show that we got in Chicago, we would have gotten that at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God Almighty! Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but that's a, that's another good point too. It's like, yeah, at the New York show, yeah, obviously we had our issues with that show. But yeah, there was no really like, and not that I, not that I want to see death match after right. death match, especially there was New no York. like especially fun New like York blood or anything. Right. Right. Yeah, it wasn't like a your your typical GCW show. But yeah, man, I, I'm holding out hope. And like you said, I I have a hard time, you know, not seeing them. You know, mm. not run Chicago. Like I just feel like it's it's a given. But if I maybe had if I had to guess, I feel like we'll get some. If we don't get an announcement prior to Homecoming weekend, I feel like Homecoming weekend they'll they'll make the announcement like, "Hey, we're going to be in Chicago for All Out." Uh, yeah, because yeah, because I, I don't know if we saw a tw- uh, someone said that they either saw a tweet or they saw something that GCW had booked something like a venue for that weekend. So sure, they, yeah. They, so they haven't made the announcement. I'm I'm almost positive they're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to be. That venue is a goddamn nightmare. So if they run that same place again, uh, you know, it just it just wasn't meant to hold that many people, and it was hot as hell in there. It was a sweat um, box. It was, it was a- yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, you know, and all those people in there too, on top of each other, doesn't help that you know situation. But yeah, no. it was a, it was a big sweat box, and uh, I don't know. It those type of venues though make the shows like that much more fun and memorable though. Yeah. So like, I don't know yeah, if they book I, it again. Yeah, I agree go, with but, you. I agree with you one thousand percent. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some other some last minute uh, news and notes that I got here. Okay, um, the um, do you want to, you know, before we get to that, do you want to mention anything about um, Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor? We're getting a big show next Saturday, and so far the card looks really, really good. Yeah, um, actually, um, my my brother said this, and he made a good point that uh, this kind of feels like one of those old NXT takeovers where it's yeah, like, yeah, uh, that's a, a good call. It's a that's five a or six match card and they're yeah. all the matches are like championship matches and they're all gonna be bangers so yeah it's like a little yo, takeover it's yeah. very takeover ask i didn't even, yo hey. that's a great fucking call listen if if tony wants to make these ring of honor pay-per-views like takeover ask i'm all for it man because you know have the aew pay-per-views be those long like four hour pay-per-views but with ring of honor you know they don't have tv yet they don't right. even have like a, a real roster make them just five or six match shows have it go two and a half hours and just give us banger after banger and that yeah. looks like what we're headed towards because i think they have six matches announced and i don't really see them adding anymore and it's not it's as not a right so as of right now they have five matches and they're all championship matches they yeah, so awesome. you, you don't anything, need probably, you don't need fillers right so if anything no. they'll probably add one more match if anything all right all right women, six women's you matches, do. yeah but dude it's i'm looking at the car so you have Jonathan Grisham and Claudio for the world title. You have Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal for the TV title. You have Yuta and Garcia for the pure title. FTR, Briscoes, that they just announced is going to be two out of three falls on yeah. Friday, which that should be a fucking another banger that we're going to have to yep. talk about at the end of the year. Yep. And then you have Mercedes Martinez and Sarita Deeb for the women's title. That, yo, that feels like a takeover. It's a ring, yeah. over, a ring of honor takeover. It's a ring over. <laughs> <laughs> ring over. Dude, it's very take. They should just call it. Um, Ring of Honor takeover death before dishonor. <laughs> they should just do they that. should, they should, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man. It's, it's exciting to see what Tony's doing with Ring of Honor here. Um, I mean, Claudio and Samoa Joe oh. bro are back wrestling for Ring of Honor. Like, 
holy shit, you know, in 2022. Like, holy shit, that's crazy. Now, um, I, I saw this on a, on, a, on, a, on one of these groups, and they were talking about that AEW needs a brand split. Of course, you know, they're always going to talk about, you know, there's too much talent. Would you use the Friday show as a brand split, or would you use Ring of Honor as the brand split? I think Ring of Honor needs to, whether it's a... Um... If AEW or like HBO Max gets together to, you know, kind of do like a, a Peacock WWE Network type thing, or if, like I said, like what what's the most? I, we made a joke about it on how what's the most WWE thing Ring of uh, Tony Khan could do a Ring of Honor, and that's putting Ring of Honor on like True TV or something because like that's like a <laughs> Warner like network, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Ring of Honor definitely needs a home. And yeah. it can't be YouTube. Like YouTube already, you no, have no, no. you have dark and you have dark elevation. No, it needs to be its own thing. Whether it's on a on another Warner channel or like a streaming service. Like if they could, if AW has like I don't know, like you know, with HBO Max or something. They they need something. Yeah, and I'm you know, and I don't even know too necessarily like. Is Ring of Honor going to ever have their own roster, or is it always just going to be people jumping from AEW to Ring of Honor, doing programs over there, then jump back to AEW and vice versa? Like, I'm curious too if they're actually going to actually build their own roster and just have exclusive Ring of Honor guys and exclusive AEW guys. I don't really see that happening just because you're just going to want to have like people mixing around just to keep things fresh, I would assume, right? Like if if Sammy, if there's nothing for Sammy to Gavard yeah, or to do, for example, in AEW, yeah. you go to Ring of Honor, he's doing a program over there. But like if you're gonna do that, you know, just say you have Sammy over there and doing Ring of Honor, then he should not appear on AEW television at all while he's over there doing his Ring of Honor programs. Like uh, people hopping back and forth is just gonna get too convoluted, I feel like. Um so it's a, it's gonna be a challenge, but Tony definitely has God, he has the amount of talent that he has at his fingertips. I mean, Jesus Christ, like he was made to have another wrestling company just because Rampage ain't doing it, man. An hour show on a Friday night that's taped. It, it, that's not kind of mixing up the talent good enough. You know, it's a ring of honor could definitely be that place where it's like, well, these guys aren't getting TV time on Dynamite, so let them go over there and get TV time on Ring of Honor. But it needs to be TV time. It can't be YouTube time. No, like you, like yeah. you said, it needs to be on it needs a, a television home. channel it needs that a, a lot of people get. Yeah, yeah, because if not, I just don't see Ring of Honor. Like I said, you you can't just do random pay-per-views here and there to keep Ring of Honor alive. You need actual an actual like weekly product. And like you said, it can't be a dark or a dark elevation. Because let's be honest, nobody watches. I, I don't watch it. I don't, I don't, I don't watch dark elevation. Listen, I barely I barely watch Rampage. And and the thing and here's, yeah. a, here's a funny thing about Rampage. You could actually Catch some pretty good matches on Rampage, but it's like I barely watch that too. If I don't, yeah, even, I don't even watch SmackDown. Like, come on. I was just telling you, the only show I've really watched week to week at this point, and if I miss it, I watch it on my DVR the next day, is Dynamite. Even Rampage, I don't even check out Rampage, bro. It's on a Friday night. By the time the weekend comes, I'm busy the weekend. And then, you know, the week comes, and I'm busy with work. And then all of a sudden, here's another Friday night, another Rampage. And I'm just like, I fall behind. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really even need to go back and, and watch. So... Yeah, I mean, Rampage is not doing it, so I'm curious to see when they're going to get the ball rolling on Ring of Honor Weekly Television because, uh, you know, it's it's much needed, I feel like. I don't see a full roster split. I feel like kind of what you said, you know, the AEW roster is so, like, bloated. You're going to have people 
jump back and forth. And it depends what kind of deal some of these towns are in, right? So, like, for yeah. example, the two dudes, I can't think of the of, of their names right now, the two dudes that are with uh, Tully Blanchard and, and his table, yeah. not Brian, those two dudes, one of them was, like, a Ring of Honor guy. So I'm assuming they're signed to, depending on the tiers, right? You know, because I'm, I'm assuming Ring of Honor is the same way where maybe they're signed to a deal where it's like you're in tier, for example, two, you could, you know, when we need you, we'll have you booked on whether it's AEW as a representative for Ring of Honor and you're going to be at these Ring of Honor pay-per-views, but then you could also do the independence and et cetera. I feel like depending on what tier you're in, what your contract says, that's going to determine whether you're going to be like AEW exclusive or if you're going to be bouncing them back and forth, et cetera. Yeah. Then you also have someone like Coca-Bana, which was rumored that his contract was up, but now apparently he's going to be taking like a producer role and doing some of the backstage stuff with Ring of Honor. So he's still signed to an AEW deal, but his main focus is going to be just Ring of Honor stuff. It, it's kind of a shame for some of these guys. I don't know for sure. I mean, maybe they, they do. Right. This all, and this is Honor. all what's being reported, okay? Yeah, but like Colt Cabana left Ring of Honor to go to AEW because he wanted something new. I'm sure he wanted something new. He saw the way Ring of Honor was going. Mm -hmm. I know Ring of Honor is run by Tony Khan now, but I just feel like some of these guys, like they left Ring of Honor to go to AEW, and now they're stuck back in Ring of Honor like Jay Lethal. A, we thought he was going to be, and he even said too, if Ring of Honor never went under, he'd be Ring of Honor for life. Well, I guess now he can be again, but like I'm sure he was just like, man, this is fresh, this is new. I'm in AEW, you know. And now he's back to being like a Ring of Honor guy again, and I'm, I'm, maybe he doesn't have a problem with it. But I'm just like, if I was a guy like him, and I was like, all right, well, I finally left, and I'm in something new now, and it's like, well, now I'm back to to Ring of Honor. It's kind of just like, I don't know, I'm you know really what I mean? Like he's just. So I'm really curious on what's going to happen after Death Before Dishonor, specifically because of the, like, the Briscoes, right? Because like, the Briscoes, they were just an impact. They had the impact tag titles. They dropped it to the Good Brothers. Mm -hmm. Now they're doing this program with FTR again, which, listen, I'm not complaining. It's going to be a fucking amazing match, two out of three falls. But then what happens going forward with the Briscoes, yeah. right? Because like, the Briscoes have been all over the place. They've been an impact. They won the Crockett Cup in the NWA. They're doing GCW shows. They're bouncing all over the place. I think they're going to face um, at Conrad's show uh, for uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, um, Ric Flair's last match. I think they're going to fight. Uh, they're going to be facing the Von Erics um, at that, at that pay-per-view. So they're, like, jumping all over the place. Is that what the Briscoes are going to do for till they hang it up? Are they just going to be these, this tag team that's, like, one of the top tag teams in the world, and they're just going to jump all over the place? all over the place except for WWE and AEW apparently because AEW um I think the executives at uh yeah yeah Warner yep at Warner they don't want one of them so that on that that so that you can scratch out Ring of Honor with that because you know Ring of Honor they're obviously doing the pay-per-view but if, yeah 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 but yeah that's true yeah if Warner get if Warner's one of the channels with the yeah that gets Ring of Honor TV yeah that could be an issue too um yeah, man, that's a that's a it's a tough situation. And it sucks because they will go down as one of the greatest tag teams of all time. But it's just like, and I'm not saying you need to be like in WWE to be to go down as one of the greatest right, of all time. Right, at right, all. Right, right, but right, like right. you know, WWE and AEW are the two that are on national television. Those are the two biggest companies in the world, and it's like those are the two companies that these guys are never going to perform in. Like that's kind of sad, you know. Um, so I guess it will just be Impact, NWA, you know, maybe a couple of Indies here and there, and maybe GCWs, and then. Depending on what happens with Ring of Honor, maybe Ring of Honor. I mean, hopefully Ring of Honor, right? Like that's been their home. You would think that, you know, Tony Khan would just be like, you know, hey, screw, screw these guys. Let's just, you know, uh, shut them out. But 
it's it's gonna be tough, man. I don't know unless Warner changes their their tune on. I think it's Jay Briscoe. He had like some what was it like racist? Yeah, it, it was. Like a, I think it was like a homophobic tweet that yeah. he put out. Oh, so, um, unless um, they change their tune on that, I I don't you know I don't know. It's um you know because we we we've been talking about like FTR and the Bucks, but you know like the Briscoes are right there too, man. When it comes to like this year alone. Yeah. Like their performances and what they've done, like when it comes to the tag division, like listen, and, and you know, we talk about all the accolades FTR has done this year, but like the Briscoes, GCW tag champs, Impact tag champs, they started the year as the Ring of Honor tag champs. Like, yeah. you know, they, they've been they've been up there too, man, with like the Bucks and the Usos and FTR, obviously. They're mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. it's gonna be a very interesting um, you know, top five, top four, top three tag teams that we're gonna break down at the end of the year. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, a lot of a lot of guys are killing it, and Briscoes are definitely, definitely two guys killing it. And yeah, like you said, this will probably be the last match I would assume mm-hmm. against FDR. Mm-hmm. Whether they win or lose, I don't really know what the outcome is going to be. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And even not just with them, with Ring of Honor in general. I mean, yeah. after this pay per view, I mean, TK has got to get the ball rolling on yeah. TV at some point. He can't just be rolling out these random pay per views. And you know, I'm how I'm. I know he just bought Ring of Honor a few months right. ago, but uh, yeah, got to be close to TV. It's kind of like the same thing with Impact, except Impact you can actually watch their weekly product somewhere, however you get it. You know, it's kind of hard. Yeah. You got to kind of search for it, but still, yeah. you, there, there's still some somewhere you could actually find it. You'll watch it, but like with Ring of Honor at Supercard of On at Supercard On a WrestleMania weekend, that was like one of the best shows of this year, right? Coming out of there, yeah. they were like, "Yo, man, fucking Tony, yo, he he put on a banger of paper with Ring of Honor. What's next? What's next?" And then nothing. nothing. Yeah, he just doesn't even know what's next. Yeah. So and knowing Tony Khan though too, he's he's and I don't know for sure, but knowing him and the way he operates, I don't think he's going to want to go that route where where Impact went, where it's like they're on Access TV, which is great, but many people don't get Access right. TV. I think he's going to push to have Ring of Honor on a channel that everybody gets. So yeah. that's you know that's encouraging. True so TV, we'll baby. True TV. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Speaking of another tag team, I wanted to bring this up because we talked about it at the last show, dude. It, it, it's it's I think it's it's over, bro. I think it's really over for Ortiz and Santana, man. It's seems that way. Oh man, this is so fucking sad. So Conan, who's really really good friends with both of them, right? He's kind of a mentor to both guys. He confirmed they confirmed it on his podcast. I think last week he said that Ortiz and Santana are not on good terms, and now there's more uh, rumblings coming out of Santana's injury as well. That he might be close to a year. I think it was like eight months to a year that he might be out, you know, due to injury. It's sad, man. It's really, really sad to see, you know, Ortiz and Santana come into AEW being one of the hottest tag teams in the world, never holding those tag titles in AEW. In AEW and that's not on them. That's just, you know, I think it's a missed opportunity. And damn, what the fuck happened there, bro? Because, like, I was telling this to a friend of mine yesterday, like, because I posted something funny, and it was it, it was funny because it's like, look at the irony. So I was at I was doing some shopping yesterday, I was doing some errands, and whether it's like a Walmart or a Target, or whatever, you know, as a wrestling fan, you always pass by the toy section. You want to see what's out there, right? <laughs> so I see these two figures, and they were they were the last two Santana Ortiz figs. I'm looking at these figures, and look at the irony. The Ortiz fig is in perfect condition, and the Satana one is all destroyed. So oh I'm like, God. talk about irony, right? Man, it's it's a shame, man. And I guess for me, seeing these guys like grow up in the business, because I remember seeing these guys like in the Indies when they were known as EYFBO, right? Like, you know, fucking Ortiz used to wrestle with these, um, you know, the shoes with the toes. Like they have like they're like sneakers, but like 
the they see like the imprint of the foot like it's like i don't know if you ever yeah, seen yeah. those sneakers like this guy that's what he used to wrestle with right so like i seen these two dudes like kind of grow up in the business to becoming lax where they blew up and ultimately getting signed by aw and it's like damn what the fuck happened like these guys were like brothers what happened here i know right i mean that's got to be like there's something serious must have ha- happened i mean it's i mean i hope it's not over something so stupid you know that because essentially and i guess maybe santana you know i mean he seems to be the one that's uh you know moving on out he wants to leave AEW, whatever he wants to do his own thing and maybe he's got a future as a singles but i'm not really sure about ortiz man like there's always like the that one guy in each tag team that like you could see thriving and one guy you you don't really think is going to go anywhere and that's a shame because i think ortiz would be that odd man out um just you know, I, they're just better as a tag team. Like, I just don't know about them as singles. And, you know, I don't really know what they expect in the future if they're not a tag team together, you know? Like, I don't know if they were ever going to go to WWE in the first place, but, like, if they had any plans of that, like, them going separate as singles, uh, yeah. They're more money as a tag team than being single yeah. stars. They could be a possibility with Santana or whatever. And, I, and, and this is without me knowing anything. This is just pure speculation, okay? So I'm saying that ahead before people come down and be like, oh, how do you know that? This is just me speculating. I don't know nothing. To me, out of the two, Ortiz seems like the guy that has no problem being the good hand. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to be a star or anything like that, but he seems like the type of guy that's willing to play ball with whatever's giving to him Mm-hmm. And Santana, not calling him problematic or anything, but he seems more of the hothead of the two. Yes, yeah. So yeah. like even this past week on Dynamite, if you notice, it was an Eddie King's segment just responding to Jericho's promo, which was an amazing promo, by the way. But you know, you know, promoting this uh, barbed wire death match they're having next week. If you notice, they still put Ortiz on the spot. They put him in the background. He was with Eddie Kingston, also Ruby Soho. So like to me. Whatever's given to Ortiz, Ortiz is like, hey, I'm a team player. I'm willing to do it. While Santana maybe has other goals or maybe he has a chip on his shoulder. Maybe he sees himself as doing something else. And who knows? Maybe that maybe that could be more of the conflict of, of what happened there between them two. Maybe it was more like Ortiz is like, hey, let's just let's just ride this or whatever. We're going to get our spotlight. We're going to, you know, we're going to get our moments. And Santana's like, no, our shit should be now. Maybe yeah. that's what caused like the the bridge to kind of be broken who knows we don't know maybe it's not nothing personal maybe that's what maybe it was just a they were just moving in two different directions we don't know but to me ortiz seems like the guy that is a little bit more level-headed and it's he's probably more easier to talk to while santana seems more as a hothead and this is without me knowing anything yeah 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 no i i completely agree i think uh that's a good observation because i feel the same way too based on santana being the one that like i mean before he got injured obviously um now he's going to be on the shelf and who knows i mean his contract might have been up soon because uh you know he kept tweeting like some september like, i think it, it, it would yeah. um lead to september where his contract is up yeah he was like tweeting some like things like soon you know or and he was like counting down the days or whatever so yeah it just it definitely seems that type of way um because, you know, these two guys came into the company at the same time together. So yep. you would think they have, have similar contracts, right? right? And you'd think maybe Ortiz is coming up soon, too. And you don't see him saying any of this stuff. So, yeah, who knows? We might, ne- we might never know what really happened between these two, right? I mean, I'm not saying that maybe down the line we won't hear a podcast or anything between them. I don't know. But we, as of right now, we have no idea what's going on and we won't know. So I guess, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. It, it Like I said, it was really unfortunate for those two 
um, especially Ortiz, because I just don't know about him as a top single star. But um, yeah, I mean the fact that they never won the tag titles—that's that's just that's shame. a shame. You know, you know it also made that's me- on AEW. That's right. definitely on AEW. Right. That's not on, you know, it's, and, you know, if Ortiz is being the one that says, oh, we'll get our moment, just wait. Like, listen, how many years have they been in the company now? Right. And they, 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 AEW's opting to put the tag titles on guys like, uh, like Lee and, and, and Swerve. I mean, and, and that's fine. I love mm-hmm. those two guys. They're not a legit tag team, though. You know, it's like what WWE does. They throw it on two single stars. You know, Best Friends is another example of like, well, at this point, I don't think they'll ever win the AEW tag titles. And it's just like AEW once had this stacked tag team division. Best Friends, Private Party, uh, Santana Ortiz, and none of these guys have ever won the titles. <laughs> maybe maybe the Best Friends are going to win the AEW Rampage tag titles, okay? Maybe there's something <laughs> right. there. Maybe there's yeah, something yeah, yeah. there. No, but yeah. <laughs> uh, another, thing, another thing I was thinking about this week, too, because like this this Ortiz and Santana stuff, the, this is bring, it's a downer, bro. It's like, damn, man, they're really going to, you know, that, that's it. That might, that might be it for them. It also makes me think, like, hey, Maybe there was also more of a reason why the inner circle broke up. Because think about it. Sammy G ended up joining the Jericho Appreciation Society, right? So maybe because of the conflict that there was with Santana Ortiz, maybe that was another reason why Jericho was like, okay, it's time to break up the group. Yeah. Yeah. Because listen, Sammy G went back. I know. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very possible. Like you said, I don't know. Like I said, I don't. Not saying won't we won't ever know, but right now it's uh it's definitely a mystery and it's like I said it's it's really unfortunate. All right, uh, three last things, um, real quick. The Good Brothers, they're the Impact Tag Champs and they're free agents. <laughs> awesome Impact. Oh, I heard they're staying for a little bit, right? You played yourself. They they have um agreed to it, some appearances, you know, mm-hmm. like I guess they might be still negotiating a new contract or they just agreed to. Maybe a certain date. Who knows? But Jeez, those imp- two years went fast, man. Yeah. I remember the summer of 2020 when they debuted. But that's Oof. what it is why it went fast. Because, like, the summer of 2020 doesn't really count because we're still in the COVID era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they knew what they were doing, I guess. They signing two years with Impact. Everybody was like, oh, why would you sign with Impact for two years? That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Listen, it went like this. And they half, half the time, well, you know, a little portion of it, they did AEW. Yeah. So, you know, they still got a little taste of AEW. And now if they, you know, I I don't know. I mean, if they only sign up for a little bit and they don't, they didn't sign on long-term with Impact, it makes me think they're probably not going to stick around in Impact for too much longer. Um, but I just feel like they're going to do a lot of, of New Japan, too. With, especially with I Japan think. opening up. That's what I um, think. I don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to necessarily just jump right over to AEW right away. I think there's always a spot for them there. Of course. Especially with Ring of Honor yeah. needing and, and tag they're teams friends too. too. Their fucking friends live there. Right. They, you know, they're right. there. They fucking are, you know, fucking bosses to an extent. So, like, they're always, right. they have us. If they come to a point where, listen, we're trying to get paid, okay? They always have a spot in AEW. But when it yeah. comes to, like, tag team being relevant as a tag team and making some noise, it's like, what are you really gonna do? And this is not not taking away nothing for the Good Brothers because I like both of them, but it's like yeah. the tag team division is so fucking stacked in a in yeah. AW's universe with Ring of Honor and stuff. It's like, how much shit are you gonna do? Like, I think the only interest with the Good Brothers going to AEW is like, what are they gonna do with the Bucks and the rest of the right? Well, look, we just talked about we just I just mentioned three tag teams that never won the tag titles over there. Those one of the, like 
private party, Santana Ortiz and best friends. Mm-hmm. You think the Good Brothers going to go over there and win the titles right away? I mean, what makes what makes you think that based on what we've seen in the past? So right. I don't, you know, yeah. Who knows if they're even thinking about that? I mean, listen, and I don't even know if WWE wants them back or anything. <laughs> if WWE wants them back, I feel like those two would go back in a heartbeat. And, and now maybe Gallows wouldn't be as... Uh, you know, he'd be a little more more hesitant because he's had multiple runs now in WWE and he knows how it always ends for him. But I feel like Carl Anderson would go back in a freaking If heart. they go back to WWE, just put him with AJ and just let AJ, yeah. his last run in the company, just, just let him enjoy hanging out with his buddies, man. I feel like they now? would go back to WWE in a heartbeat. So I, I don't know if they want them back, uh, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do. At least they've done everything. And again, I'm not uh, going to sit here and rip Impact, but Impact doesn't have that many tag teams to begin with. How many times have the Good Brothers won these titles over the Listen, past two man, years? Listen, man, I'm rooting for the Kingdom to win the tag titles at this point in Impact because, they, they, you know, I love the Honor No More faction. Like, just put the titles yeah. on them. Listen, they, they really, they've gone through a few different tag teams, like Violent by Design, the Good Brothers. They threw them on Juice, uh, Finn Juice, um, you know, the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. But they really play hot potato with those belts. You so, know, like, what more are the are the Good Brothers really going to do in Impact to make people say, "Oh, I want them to stay in Impact"? Mm-hmm. For what? They they probably look at the landscape in Impact and they're like, "What are we going to do here for the long term?" You know, two years was fine. That was more than enough. We did all we could. Why would they stick around in Impact? And again, it's not me shitting on Impact, but it's like, what could you really do once you hit that certain point of you've done everything? They've run their course. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what what the good brother the good brothers do. Uh, the G one started this weekend. I didn't watch night two yet, but night I two. did watch a couple of matches yesterday. Listen, Osprey and ELP, man, that was like my favorite match of night one. Man, they put on You're a ba- banger, and I think ELP needs to make the full transition to heavyweight because I think he's so fucking good, bro. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, he's got to. I mean. He's another one. I know he's never won best. He never won best of. He never won best of the super juniors. Won the super J Cup. Yeah, he's never won best of the super juniors. He never even won the junior heavyweight championship. He's just been uh, a junior heavyweight tag champ. Yeah, yeah, but this guy is obviously he's built to do way more. And like you said, that match with Osprey, I'm sure it was great. You say it was great. Mm -hmm. Definitely got to go check it out. But um, yeah, I think he should be the next guy to jump. I, I just he, you know. Right now, like, I know he's got to put on some more muscle to everything, but he looks like he could be a heavyweight. Like, he could pass yeah. as a heavyweight. You don't I'll, look at him and say, oh, he's a junior. I was looking at him and, and and Will Ospreay, and I'm like, yo, they're not too far off from each other. Right, right. I mean, Ospreay's put on a, more muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, look at them. But he, you, don't even, you don't even necessarily, like, EOP doesn't have to put on all this muscle to become a heavyweight either. Right. Like, I just feel like he's... He's a pretty tall dude, right? Yeah. I feel like he could definitely, you know. Watch it. Watch we, Osprey and ELP, bro. You're gonna be. You're gonna oh, look at both yeah, of them, and you're gonna be like, "Yeah, they're not too far off, man." And then, you know, I don't know. Again, the blocks. There's like four blocks, so I'm like confused with with all this stuff. But um, I mean, I'm sure ELP is gonna be mixing it up with some other like big heavyweights too in the next coming weeks uh, of the G1 too. So maybe this will be his like, you know, breakout performance to show people. Uh, you know, the higher ups in New Japan that like this guy does belong in the heavyweight division. So mm-hmm. any who do who do you think is gonna win the, the G one, man? Oof. I haven't really like looked at like all the blocks and everything and who's in what, but I mean it's it <laughs> I think Osprey's got a good shot. And the only problem that I have, it's like, well, they're not gonna do two foreigners 
in the main event of the Tokyo Dome for the IWGP yeah, heavyweight title. You gotta, so you gotta remember, it's too big for just one night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so it's too big for just one night. Okay, we gotta throw that out there. They, that's a good they, point. they started it. New Japan started the too big for just one night, okay? That's a, that's a good point then. All right, I'm going with Osprey without even knowing what the blocks even yeah. look like. And Woo-hoo. I'm going with Osprey, man. I don't want to see Okada. He doesn't need it. I want to see Naito. I don't want to see Tanahashi. Um, go Shingo, to- maybe. I can see oh, Shingo. You know what? Shingo's a good one, too. Shingo's a good one, too. Uh, Shingo's a good one, too. I like the Shingo and Osprey. Uh, you know, I think those are t- two favorites to winning it. I'm going to go another direction. And this might Let's be a little it. bit controversial take. Oh, boy. But- I'm going with my guy Jay White. I think he's gonna complete the J1 prophecy oh. and win the G1 as IWGP World Champion, baby. Okay, that would Jay be a first, White, right? baby. Jay White. Would that be a first? I think that would be the second time in history. Second time. Okay. Yeah, that would definitely make things really interesting because mm-hmm. every time you see a champion in there, it's kind of like, oh, well, he's yeah. not gonna win the G1. So a little swerve here and there, and everything Jay White says yeah. comes to comes to you know. He's gonna. Group, so. He's gonna complete the prophecy of the j1 climax tournament okay my guy hey, i'm with it man i'm all for it i am all for <laughs> but, it but if jay white does not win it I- i'm cool with osprey or shingle taking it i think yeah, that would I'm be cool with any of those three yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean this it sucks i i'm not on top of the g1 and you you probably as well like no no, you know, no. so it's like with me so even like like today I'm going to look at the lineup and look like, okay, I'll watch this match, this match, this match. Like, the, uh, yeah, you know, for night one. And I'm not saying that the show wasn't good, but I just specifically just watched three matches. That was the last three yeah. matches. That's it. I'm, I was good with that. I used to be like a few summers me ago, too. man. I used me to wake too. up early for yeah, all this me shit. Too, like like, me too, like an asshole. Me too. I'd even watch like the shitty matches, like a Makabe versus freaking oh, like oh, dude, those random. Enough, yeah, I would even Makabe, watch that. Oh, Makabe's so trash. I never liked <laughs> Makabe. He's so trash. Makabe versus Nagata, bro. Oh. I'd be wired. I'd be up at like 6 a.m. watching that shit, dude. I used to be so big. Now I'm just me like, I can't even get up to an alarm. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> like, listen, I even. As a matter of fact, I even tried to wake up early for the night one. I was like, you know what? Let me have the night one. And I was like, you know, by the time I was like, I felt myself falling asleep. I was like, man, I'm turning my alarm off. I ain't watching the show. It's like it ain't worth it. You wake, you watch it when you but, wake up. But, it's for the, there. but for like the final, I'll probably end up watch it. The final, I'll watch it. And yeah. like I stayed up for uh, Dominion. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, Dominion felt like you know. You saw how wired I was after Dominion like, coming here. Yeah, yeah. You kind, you guys are saying like, how are you wired? And you're like sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Like I was fucking wired. I was pumped up about Dominion. Damn, yeah, that was the last like live show I watched too. And even before that, who even knows? But yeah, I mean, the finals are definitely. I'll definitely stay up to watch that for sure. Yeah, you know the the important stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll make a point to wake up for. But yeah, it's it's been it's gotten really tough over the years to to follow New Japan uh, like I once did, and it sucks because it was. I mean, it probably still is my favorite wrestling company out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just always love watching their shows but fortunately there's too many and the g1 it's 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 tough this time of year so it's a lot it's a lot to to take in yeah. we're gonna wrap up with some comedy okay remember earlier in the episode i was telling you guys i'm like you know about mystic man having that number one spot and congratulations you played yourself mm-hmm. well okay. i'm not saying this person is gonna make number one but he's definitely making the list Ooh, protein shake Michael Elgin gets arrested in Japan. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I saw that. Congratulations. You played yourself. Number two. Quick number two. Yo, this guy, on top of 
how he's pretty much like canceled out here in the states because of all this fucked up and just disgusting shit that's come out about him, right? This guy still finds work in Japan. Whatever. I'm not saying it's right, but you know he found work in Japan for Pro Wrestling Noah, and this idiot robs protein powder and gets arrested in Japan, and he could be facing up to five years in prison. God almighty. I mean, congratulations. Yeah. You played yourself. Man, talk about it couldn't have happened to a better person, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what an I don't idiot, know, man. bro. This dude, is, this dude is unreal. It really is unreal. Oh, my God. I was once so big on Mike. I was like a pretty big Michael Elgin guy. Like back, I remember like years ago, this was like, God, I think it was like 2014, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yep. Ring of Honor. Yep. The first ever on actual pay per view. Uh, it was Michael Elgin against Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And Michael Elgin beat Adam Cole. And I was so, like, I was over the moon. I was like, God, this is awesome. And my God. And even, like, all the stuff he did in Japan and New Japan with Kenny Omega years back. Great matches. And my goodness, he's just gone. Cuckoo for Cocoa So, yes. so with, to me, for, for Michael Elgin, when he was in Ring of Honor, like, I, I knew he was a good worker. But, like, I really didn't give a shit about him. Uh, like that, I really started getting interest in Michael Elgin. I'm like, yo, this. I feel like he started finding his own. Is when he went to Impact. When he signed, first signed to Impact, I that was like too. a big yeah, signing. That. that was a big signing for Impact, and I feel like he really started finding his voice and really yeah. started founding himself as a character. Because to me, when he was in Ring of Honor and even in New Japan, yeah, he was a good wrestler. But there was what was who who are you? Like you're just yeah. a good wrestler. I, yeah. I really think he started finding his own when he went to Impact, but. It turned out he was a piece of shit person, and there you go. Now he's facing up to five years in prison in Japan because he stole protein powder. What a fucking idiot. How yeah. dumb are you? So stupid, bro. I can't even explain it. It's, it's just uh, it's it's mind-boggling. It really is. But, hey, like you said, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. So. <laughs> That's it. I just We just had to wrap up with that because when I read the story, I just started laughing. I'm like... Talk about a congratulations, bro. What an idiot. Oh, I, I read it last night after in, in after a few beers, and I was just laughing my ass off. I was like, oh, this is uh, this is comical, man. This is a great way to end the night. Oh, my <sighs> God. All right. That's it. That's all we got. Ryan, take it away, man. All right. At Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Going to try to be more active on there, I promise. Uh, you know, things have been crazy lately, but, uh, yeah, give it a follow. Leo. LosRadio.com. Give it a follow. Okay, you can follow me at Rated R since 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show, iTunes, SoundCloud. You want to be fancy Apple Podcasts, tune in, La Mescla app, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And who knows, maybe we'll appear like on TV one day or something. Oh, we are. Did I just say too much? You okay. said too much. That's it. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you we, haven't, we haven't told Ryan yet. <laughs> yeah, so without giving too much details, like on air, Leo's working on some stuff. Always okay. working, baby. I was actually going to um, ask, you know, maybe in a, I don't know about next week, but the week after, maybe we'll figure something out. Maybe I come to you or okay. whatever. Hey, hey, um, it's happening. Okay. We'll figure something out. It's happening. I that said, sounds, yeah, it's got to happen. That so good. Uh, we'll, we'll make we'll make a fucking day out of it. Bro. We'll have we're finally yeah, gonna yeah. have the intro. <laughs> Woo! And pictures. <laughs> yes. We well, can fill how in many that, years in the making? <laughs> we can fill in You're the question the question mark guy. <laughs> <laughs> some some um. <laughs> so that guy. <laughs> I was telling Leo today before we went on air. 
yesterday was six years to the day that I met Leo for the first time. Oh, wow, six years. Holy yeah, shit. Man. Yeah. Happy feels anniversary. Like, it feels yeah. like a lot longer. Yeah, it does feel a lot longer. That's the crazy part about it. Also, as well as speaking of anniversaries, 11 years ago today, CM Punk won the WWE Championship at Money in the Bank in Chicago, one of the best wrestling moments. Yes. I, I love how we're just throwing these facts out here during the outro. Yes. <laughs> Fun facts. And, and yeah. one last thing, one of my friends <laughs> just sent it to me, Mike Santana. I love how his name's freaking Mike. Santana of Santana Ortiz, he tweeted, I'll speak soon. Oh, as, we're, as we're just talking about how we might never know the actual story, shit. here we go. We might know that we might find out some uh, juicy info soon. So there you go. You you you, you can post. I'll speak soon, Mario. Wow. <laughs> that is very interesting. Very fucking. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. For the old man Leo. Oh my god. For our double Ryan Radar. I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar, with a new haircut. Keep it Radar and stay tuned. Sweet. Hashtag Puerto Rican Curl! Goodbye! And good night! <laughs>